Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. This is Rabbi Garfinkel of Project 613 here in Chicago. Hope everyone is doing great. All right, exciting message for this week about the three weeks. Woohoo! The three weeks. Hmm. If you actually asked most American Jews, hey, what are the three weeks? They'd be like, hmm. Vacation time? PTO? <laughs> Actually, I only get two of those. Uh, you know, what are the three weeks? In fact, not only are we in the middle of the three weeks, we are approaching the very end of them. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to speak about that and what the message is for us and our lives today. All right. So the three weeks are the three weeks, unfortunately, of tremendous tragedy that has befallen the Jewish people. And maybe that's why you have not heard about it. Yes. And your nice, beautiful Jewish summer camps. Um <laughs> They may not have focused on this period of time because it's like depressing and sad and all this stuff. But if we actually understand it correctly, there is never anything depressing about Torah. There are sad moments. There are challenging moments. There are difficult moments. There are even just awful moments. But never, ever does a Jew get depressed. There's no room for depression because we believe the Almighty created the world and he created the Jewish people as a special nation and we have a special relationship with them and anything negative that happens to us is a message, is a powerful elixir to improve ourselves. Unfortunately, we've tasted this bitter medicine for thousands of years. But guess what? We're still here. And maybe if we wouldn't have that bitter elixir, we wouldn't still be hanging out over here. All right. So let's get down to it. The three weeks marks the period of time when several tragedies happened to the Jewish people. Now imagine a barbell, okay? You got weights on one end and you got weights on the other end. You got this long, you know, bar in between. So the first barbell, the first uh, end of the weights, rather, on one end is the 17th of Tammuz, Shivasar Batamus, okay? And the first awful thing that happened then was the serving of the golden calf. When Moshe came down, on the 17th of Tammuz from heaven, getting the Torah 40 days after he had, you know, Mount Sinai had happened, comes down, sees the Jewish people, and, you know, serving this golden calf, and smashes the tablets. Okay, that was the original break in the relationship between God and the Jewish people, uh, and other things happened as well. The walls of Jerusalem were pierced uh, on the way to its eventual destruction, etc., Okay, um, and three other things as well, which we're not going to go into. Then, uh, the other weight at the end of this long barbell is Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av. Now, again, these all have biblical roots. What happened on the ninth of Av? On the ninth of Av, you may or may not know the story of the spies. There were spies. Now, God wanted to send the Jewish people right into Israel, right? He had this beautiful gift called the land of Israel, luscious and amazing and wonderful, and people are like, mm, can I have a gift receipt with that? Like, can we, like, check that out first? And Moshe really didn't want to, but they convinced him and finally agreed. You know what? The land of Israel is so good and so impressive. And the fruit is so bountiful. And the land is so 
Unbelievable. How could they possibly come back with a bad report? But guess what? When you enter with negativity, all you see is negativity, right? If you have yellow glasses on, you know, ski goggles on, guess what? Even the green trees are going to see yellow, right? Even though it's amazing, they brought them this amazing fruit. Like eight people had to carry back this cluster of grapes. And they're like, instead of saying, wow, what bounty, unbelievable, they're like, what strange, ugh. What strange fruit? It must be the, it must be giants live there. And and they're gonna beat us up. Like it literally it's the same fact. But if I have a negative attitude, I look at it negatively and negatively. And that's what happened. They came, they came back with a negative report, they depressed the entire Jewish people, and we cried all that night. That night was the ninth of Av. Tisha. Tisha in Hebrew means nine, the ninth of the month of Av. And from that time, the Torah says Rashi, that they cried a needless, empty cry, Hashem will fix for the Jewish people tears for the generations. And those tears of pain throughout the generations will be the healing balm, according to the Maral, that will not dissolve the connection between God and the Jewish people in the land of Israel like the first tears did, but those tears throughout history will be the healing balm, the glue that will rebind and reconnect God, the Jewish people, and the land of Israel. Uh, on Tisha B'Av future, what happened is both temples were destroyed. The first one by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and the second one in 70 of the Common Era by Titus, or otherwise known as Titus. Okay? And um, so tremendous tragedies, and then leading to exile. Many other terrible things happened on, on Tisha B'Av. One of them very near to my heart because I've been to Spain three times now in different Jewish trips, um, is the Spanish Inquisition. The final day that the Jewish people had to leave Spain was Tisha B'Av, July 30th, 1492. Okay, a lot going in there, and I'm not going to go on segues about Christopher Columbus having too much traffic in the port because Jews were leaving literally at the same time in the momentous historical events that are happening then okay i gotta control myself okay so what what's going on here so these three weeks uh, oh one more thing i do want to add is that world war one started on tisha B'Av. and if you know even a little bit of history about world war ii it really was a direct outcome of how world war one was not settled satisfactorily okay so a terrible awful time and but what does this mean we were just supposed to sit here and wallow in our depression? No, absolutely not. So what happens during this time? It, oh, well, if you see any Jewish men around this time, they look a little scruffy because we don't shave. There's no weddings, although engagements are, are, are permitted. So if anyone's thinking about getting engaged, you can still go for it. Um, and music. Okay, we're not supposed to play live music or listen to music, um, you know, instrumental. Why? Because it's those are laws of mourning. We're sad. Our best friend in the whole world, Hashem, lost his house. It was destroyed by marauding, awful people. Okay, you know, and all their togas and stuff. And people today want to dress up in toga parties. Ridiculous. These are these were awful people. Anyway, the Romans. <laughs> anyway, so this was a really tragic event, and we are mourning the fact that we lost not only the temple, but the relationship and the connection in which it stood for. Okay? And so the question is, 
Why do we do all these things? What's going on? And then on Tisha B'Av itself, it's going to be a fast day. We're not going to eat for 24 hours this coming Saturday night through after Shabbat, actually from sundown on Saturday through Sunday night. And the question is, how is this relevant? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Because there's a concept, and I think the best way to say it is in sports. Okay? I grew up in San Francisco in the, you know, 80s and 90s. And in the 80s and 90s, there was nothing like the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, let's just face it. Unbelievable. All right, those of you who don't know football, you can look it up. <laughs> okay, these were the days of Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Roger Craig and Dwight Clark. And, you know, the, the, you know, the names go on and on and on. Five Super Bowls over that period of time. Unbelievable. But the question was... Uh, what were they beforehand? They were awful. They were awful. So there were two types of fans. There were those fans who were, uh, you know, always 49ers fans, even they were like 1 and 15 on the year, right? And then there were the people who, when they got good and they went to the Super Bowl, they jumped on what we call the bandwagon, okay? We all know the people who are diehard fans. And for them, the ultimate victory of those Super Bowls was even sweeter because they stayed faithful to the team even when they were awful. Okay? And now in Chicago, you could say the absolute same thing about the Cubs for the last 108 years before 2016, and it's looking like another 108 years. Sorry, all my Cubs fans. I love you guys. Okay, but um, all right. We're at the All-Star break. I'll give them a little time to recoup. But so, so now what do we see? We see that... The, this Tisha B'Av, this whole opportunity is an opportunity for us to be diehard fans for Hashem. We don't have the temple anymore. We don't have that live wire where you could literally reach out and touch the electric connection to Hashem and spirituality with the service in the temple. Although when you go to the Kotel, you do feel some of that magnet, magnetic energy. Okay, but nevertheless, and still... This is our opportunity to show Hashem we are diehard fans. We are not forgetting about you. We are not forgetting about your temple. We believe this world is not redeemed yet. We are working for it every day. We are working to fix, to improve this world and ourselves. And the way that we do that is by fulfilling the Torah and the mitzvot with more vigor, with more exactitude. And that's what this time, these three weeks is all about. How we can become better Jews, more sensitive to others, more uh, more willing to reach out, to say hello to a stranger, to welcome people, to watch our language that we don't talk negatively about another Jew, and to become the Jews that we're supposed to be. All right? So this is the message. I wish we all plug into this beautiful time period. Yes, it's hard. Yes, no one likes fasting. No one likes fasting. It's not fun. But you know what? You show the Almighty that you're all in for Him. And that you love Him. And that there's a day that's so awful. The day that the love was cracked between God and the Jewish people. That's worth mourning about. How can we eat on a day like this? And so therefore, I wish everyone a meaningful fast. We should all become diehard fans. We should be there with Hashem, thick and thin. And then ultimately, when Mashiach, when Messiah comes, we will all be able to rejoice as diehard fans do when their team wins the championship. God bless. Have a meaningful three weeks. We'll talk to you soon.